Luke chapter 9, one preacher said this was a problematic chapter uh, all through it. As a matter of fact, if you read on over uh, in the latter part, uh, they were trying to figure out who was going to be the uh, best disciple. Uh, He said there was one at one point that... uh, uh, in verse 49, and John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him, because he followeth not with us. And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us uh, is uh, for us. And I believe at one point those disciples, uh, if you go on down, you'll find that he was going into a city in verse 52. In verse 53, they did not want to receive him, So in verse 54, and when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, uh, even as Elias did. Talking about Elijah. But he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what manner of spirit you are, for the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Boy, that's a wonderful thought right there. Uh, That preach a while, amen. Uh, That he didn't come to destroy men's lives, he come to save. And boy, I'm so glad that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. But I want to read and begin to read in verse 18. The Bible says it came to pass as he was alone praying, his disciples were with him. And he asked them saying, whom say ye the, uh, whom say the people that I am? And they answering said, John the Baptist, but some say Elias and others say uh, that one of the old prophets is risen again. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Peter answering said, The Christ of God. And he straightly charged them and commanded them to tell no man that thing, saying that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. You can be seated tonight. Lord, we love you. ask you to help us to preach now. We thank you for your promise to keep us and watch over us. You are all we need tonight. I pray you is honored in the singing. And Lord, I pray if there's one lost that you'd save them, I pray for the one that might be struggling that you would help them. And Lord, we'll take in it. We love you. Help us while we preach for these things in Jesus' name. Amen Amen. and amen. In Luke chapter 19, in these verses that I've read, Jesus begins to ask his disciples, whom do people say uh, that I am? And uh, they said, some say John the Baptist... Uh, some say Elias or Elijah, and maybe it's one of the old prophets have risen. And uh, people think a lot of things about who uh, Jesus is today. They uh, all have a, an idea of who he is. Uh, if you go over, uh, is it in one point when Jesus is uh, with that woman at the well, uh, she sees him as a man just to start with, but in the middle of that conversation, she's seen him as a prophet. But boy, by the time that she got done talking to him, uh, uh, she knew that he was the Messiah, uh, the Son of God that was to come. I'm going to tell you, when you get to know him and realize who he is, 
Uh, you'll figure him out for who he is tonight. Amen? Uh, and that he is the Son of God, the one that loves us. What was it that Peter said? Uh, uh, the Christ of God. I believe Peter said in Matthew chapter 16, Thou art the Christ, uh, uh, the Son of the living God. Amen? Uh, uh, and I mean, that's who he is tonight. And he's still alive uh, and seated at the right hand of the Father. And as we read on down through here, as he commanded them not to tell uh, who he was just yet, uh, he began to tell them his plan in verse 22. That the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain uh, and be raised the third day. And so he told uh, uh, exactly what he came to do. Uh, Jesus came to save men and women, boys and girls, uh, uh, from their sin. But yet to do that, uh, uh, he must suffer and be slain uh, and raise again the third day. That's the gospel, the death, the burial, uh, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot get saved uh, uh, outside the gospel tonight. There's no way, uh, uh, no amount of good works, no amount of anything that men you can do, uh, uh, no hoping on anything else, uh, uh, except in Christ Jesus, uh, uh, the Lord. And I mean, in verse 22, he was a sacrifice uh, uh, for all mankind, uh, uh, for me and you. But you come to verse 23, uh, uh, Jesus begins to tell his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself uh, and take up his cross daily and follow me. And then notice he said, for whosoever will save his life will lose, shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life, now pay attention, for my sake, the same shall save him. Tonight I want to look at just a little part, well probably look at all of it, uh, but start with where he talks about to take up his cross daily. Uh, most of y'all have heard me say this before, uh, this was prior to Calvary. When he's standing here talking about taking up your cross daily, this is prior to Calvary. Uh, he hadn't went there yet. He's told them that he's going to die. He's going to be slain and he's going to give his life. Uh, but I, at one point he's told to his disciples uh, uh, and even Peter, when he told Peter what he was going to go do, Peter began to rebuke him and say, not so, Lord. Amen. And that's why I struggle so much with folk that say, well, the Old, the Old Testament saints look forward to Calvary and we look back. That is not so, friend. They didn't know nothing about Calvary. They didn't know a thing about that. That thing was hid. Uh, Paul said at one point there from the foundation uh, uh, of the world. All that was hid. Uh, uh, Christ going to Calvary. Even though it was prophesied, uh, uh, it was still hid. But then we find right here he talks about taking up his cross daily. Rome was in the wholesale business of crucifixion. Uh, listen, Jesus Christ and them two uh, thieves was not the first one to ever be crucified uh, over at Golgotha. Uh, them boys standing around there that day, they understood uh, uh, that that death or that that cross uh, meant death. As a matter of fact, Jesus went on to talk about that. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Uh, uh, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. So I want to look at three things real quick tonight about what's in the cross. What's in the cross? Uh, we, we sing a, a lot about the cross. We sing at Calvary. 
Uh, Jesus, keep me near the cross. We sing page 305, the old rugged cross. Um, one of Miss Evelyn's most favorite songs is, Are You Living uh, uh, in the Shadow of the Cross? And so we sing a lot about the cross and uh, we talk a lot about it, but, but what was in the cross? As a matter of fact, I've even got one behind me up here in the baptistry. Now I'm glad Christ ain't on it anymore. Bless folks' heart that wear little necklaces uh, uh, around their neck and, and got him hanging on it. Or you go in uh, uh, places of worship uh, and they've got him still hanging. He ain't there no more. Thank God for that tonight. Amen. Uh, uh, he's no longer at Calvary. Amen. As a matter of fact, he's no longer in the ground. Uh, let me park right here for just a second. Uh, uh, he's no longer in the ground. Uh, uh, he is alive uh, and at the right hand of the Father. Amen. But there is three things I want to see about what's in the cross. Number one, first of all, what's in the cross is selflessness. The one who goes to the cross uh, has to give up their self. Notice what he said right here. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. You know, when Christ went to Calvary, he denied himself. You remember as he was over there in the uh, uh, in the garden uh, uh, of Gethsemane, and he was praying, uh, uh, and and as his, uh, as he began to pray, and the Bible tells us his sweat uh, became as great drops of blood, and he said, "Oh Father, uh, uh, if it be possible, I uh, uh, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, uh, uh, not my will, not as I will, uh, uh, but as Thou will." Hey, uh, uh, for him to go to the cross, uh, he had to give up his will uh, and follow God. You can't be selfish and go to the cross. See, he willingly went to the cross. See, them two thieves that uh, was made to go to Calvary, them two thieves that uh, was at Calvary, they were made to go there. But when Christ went, there was nobody made him go to Calvary. You know, there is nobody can make you pick up the cross uh, uh, and follow Him. Uh, uh, he said, if any man will come after me, you have to go after Him. You have to choose uh, to follow Him. You find right here, what was it? For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life, what? For my sake. As Jesus went to Calvary, He was losing and giving up His life for my sake and for yours. He gave His life so that me and you could get saved. Amen. He bore my sin and my and, and your sin at, at Calvary for us. It was not His will to go, not in the flesh. I, I listen today, if you're trying to serve Christ in the flesh, I, you can't do it, I can't do it. I, I, but listen, when we serve Him I, and that from the heart and in the spirit, we can do it. But He went for me and you. Romans 4, I believe it is. He said, who was delivered for our offenses and yet raised again for our justification. You know, there's selflessness in the cross. Christ didn't have to go. It's self-denial, ain't it? For Christ to go to Calvary, it was self-denial. Now think about that for just a second. Stay with me right here, church. Think about Him going to Calvary he, he left heaven. He left heaven for me and you. Never been separate, never been outside the glory of the Father. And yet he chose to come down here, be born of a, a, a little virgin girl, a, a young lady, a, 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 
and come into this world and be like me and you, uh, uh, but yet in imperfection, uh, uh, so that he could die for us. Uh, but he not only died for us at Calvary, uh, at the cross, uh, uh, is where my sin uh, uh, was, was imputed, uh, given, put uh, on him. Think about that for just a second. Not only was it my sin, but God took the sin of the whole world, past, present, and future, and put it all on Jesus Christ at Calvary. When he talked about let this cup pass from me, he wasn't talking about the death that came at Calvary. He was talking about the work that was going to be performed at Calvary. See, we think Jesus just went to Calvary. That he died for our sins. And that's true. He did die for our sins. But I mean, he carried the load of our sin at Calvary. He carried the punishment of our sin at Calvary. He carried the weight of our sin. I'm telling you, friend, as he was going and God imputed it unto him, David said, blessed is the man whom God will not impute sin. You know why he does not impute our sin to us? Because of Calvary. Jesus had to deny himself to go to Calvary. He said, Father, he said, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. We see Jesus in his humanity. We see him there. He knew why he come. Think about that. If you go to 1 Peter chapter 1, and, and, and you look at that, it, it talks about how that, uh, for, for what, go over there with me. 1 Peter chapter 1. Go over there with me and, and, and look what it, what it says about the blood of the Lamb. 1 Peter 1 and verse 18. I remember as a young preacher, I, I, I remember the first time ever seeing this. And uh, 1 Peter 1 and verse 18, he said, For as much as you know, you're not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a Lamb without blemish, and without spot. Boy, ain't you glad he shed his blood? Amen. That's what saved us. Amen. 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 I, that's what saved Thank God that's what saved us tonight. Amen. Verse 20. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Do you realize? And I think Brother Marvin talked about it in Sunday school this morning. Uh, listen, that, that long before Adam ever sinned, there was already a plan for Jesus to go to Calvary. I always wonder, I really do. I heard a preacher say this one time and I've always wondered about it when God spoke this thing into existence out of nothing into something uh, and He formed that ground over there uh, uh, that's just right outside the gates of Jerusalem. I, I always wondered about that. Uh, uh, that when he, 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 he formed that little mound over there, uh, uh, did He shed a tear because He knew that's where Jesus was headed. I always wonder about that. It was a place of sacrifice. For he hath made him to be sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He gave himself. So it's a place of self-denial and selflessness and a place of sacrifice. So if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Now, do you realize it's the same for me and you? If we're going to bear the cross and that of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know that it's going to be the same. It's going to be, it's going to be selflessness and self-denial and a place of sacrifice.
What was it in Romans? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the union of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and uh, 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 um, acceptable and perfect uh, will of God. He said it is a sacrifice to go to Calvary. You realize when you got saved, your old man uh, died out. But yet he's still around. I don't understand that. I can't explain all that. I don't know. But I know it's true tonight. The old man died. The new man came forth. But I'm still fighting the old man. I don't understand that. But I'm still doing it. Amen. What you have to understand is he said, let him come after me and deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. If you're going to follow Christ, you have to be in a place of selflessness and self-denial. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people got problems with that today because they love their self too much. They love their self. They love their wants and their desires. Uh, they love, they, they, they could really, to be honest with you tonight, they want to come into church and feel good and go home uh, and then go live their life and not worry about what the Bible says till next Sunday. Uh, and I'm not picking on folk and, and I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody else, but I'm just telling you tonight that if me and you uh, are going to serve Christ, uh, we're going to have to deny ourselves. Amen. Most people don't like that and I certainly don't. Our desires and our wants. Does that mean we can't ever have anything or do anything we want? That ain't what I said. But it is a place of selflessness. And uh, listen, it is a place about self-denial. Now, uh, it is a place of sacrifice. You know, the Apostle Paul said it like this in Philippians 3. He said, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things, but laws for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done. You know why? He said that I may win Christ. He said everything I had before does not matter anymore. I just want to serve God. Luke chapter 5. Jesus is out calling his disciples. And after these things, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, follow me. You know what the Bible said next? And he left all, rose up, and followed him. Now you know what surprised me out of all that scripture right there? The Bible said he left all. He just left it. He just left all. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. There was, at Calvary, Jesus denied himself and sacrificed himself for us. When it comes to taking up our cross, we have to deny ourselves and sacrifice and that for him. Because your flesh is going to want to do what it wants to do. It's going to want to go where it wants to go. And, and I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to want to say some things that it shouldn't want to say sometimes. It's going to want to act some ways. And it's not want to, going to do some things that it needs to do. I, I, and I'm just going to tell you, if we're going to follow Him, we're going to have to deny self. And that is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, Amen. is deny self. You know, for you to get saved, you had to deny self. I had to deny self. My old flesh didn't want to come and get saved. But I'm going to tell you tonight, that inner man knew something else was going on. The Holy Spirit did. He was a-talking. 
But the cross is not only a place of selflessness and self-denial and sacrifice, but it was a place of suffering. You know, when Christ went to Calvary, uh, He faced shame and ridicule. Uh, They beat on Him. Uh, they smote him. They took that crown of thorns and, uh, as them Roman soldiers had plaited that thing and, uh, and, and, and they, you know, they put him in that purple robe and, uh, and giving that staff and they, they'd put that crown of thorns on him. They took that staff away from him at one time and they took it and they beat that crown of thorns down in his head. I remember listening to, uh, Brother Dennis Hicks preached one time about that and uh, he made a statement. Brother Dennis is done going to heaven now, but he made a statement. He said, you know why they had to beat that crown of thorns down in his head? Because them thorns did not want to go. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I'm just going to be honest with you now. I thought that's pretty good. Amen. He's probably said a little something to that if you want to know the truth. But I, I'm going to be honest with you now. They, they knew who he was. Amen. If them rocks over there that was going to cry out knew who he was, I guarantee you them thorns knew who he was. Amen. And by the way, that's a sign that he was bearing our sin. You remember because of Adam what happened over in the garden? You remember that the Bible said that thorns would come forth and here he is, the one bearing I, I, and that the curse of sin at Calvary. There was suffering at Calvary, they stripped him, they beat him, they mocked him. They put that crown of thorns upon him, sent him from Pilate to Herod, uh, and Herod and his men over there, they mocked him, uh, made fun of him, sent him back to Pilate. They tried him, falsely accused him, uh, uh, said all kinds of things about him, but yet he opened not his mouth. Isaiah chapter 53 said, As a sheep is done before shear, so he opened not his mouth. And then they took him to Calvary and they hung him up. He suffered for me and you. Suffered. You say, well, what? That was just a day's worth of of suffering. Friend, I'll be honest with you. It's more than that. Yeah, he suffered physically. He did. I mean, man, he suffered... No, I really believe that the songwriter had it right that he suffered as no mortal man has suffered. Because not only, I go back to the statement I made a few minutes ago, not only had they beat him and mocked him and spit upon him and plucked his beard out according to the Old Testament prophecy, crowned him with that crown of thorns and then crucified him and in all that, he's bearing our sin. What suffering. What suffering the Lord went through. Can I tell you, for us to bear the cross, there's suffering in the cross. Acts chapter 5, as, as the Lord's disciples had been taken in, and they're talking about what to do, and the Bible said unto him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, I don't think none of us have been beat for the cause of Christ. I don't think there's one of us in here that's ever been whipped, flogged, beat on, been in a fight, Scuffled, ever how you want to say it, because of the cause of Christ. And beaten them, and they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. 
Those leaders over there cut them boys loose and said, don't you, they beat on them and then they said, don't you teach and preach on him anymore. And when they walked out the door, they were rejoicing because they were able to suffer shame for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're really going to sell out, if you're really going to follow Christ and bear the cross, there's some suffering that comes in that. There's some suffering in that and shame from this world. People will ridicule you, make fun of you. There, there are Christians. I'm going to tell you in America, in America, we've got it made. We've honestly got it made. But there are people in this world, in other countries, that if, if you are a Christian, you have put your life on the line for being a Christian. Jesus in Luke chapter 23 when he was talking about everything that was going on with him and he talks about the end times he made a statement he said for if they do this thing in a green tree what shall be done in the dry you know what he's saying there if they do this to me imagine what they're going to do to you Jesus, uh, was it Peter was crucified upside down was it one of them boys was boiled in oil many of them were sent to the stake you can read Fox's Book of Martyrs and, and see all that when the Roman Catholic Church was, I, I mean, persecuting Christians. And, uh, I, and I mean, they were, they were burning them at the stake. They were drawing and quartering them. Uh, I, I mean, it, it was just crazy of all the things uh, uh, that folks suffered through and that for Christ. Amen. And Brother Marvin was right this morning when he said, we think if somebody sniggers at us, or even questions what we're doing, we think we're suffering. Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 and 12, Yea, and all that shall live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Matthew 5, the, as he's in the Beatitudes up there on the mound, he said, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say uh, all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Notice it's always for his sake. You, you figured that out? It's for His sake. Give up your life for His sake. Take up the cross and follow Him. He said, A manner of all evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. We looked this morning in 2 Corinthians at one point talking about all that Paul suffered through and all the perils that he went through. You know, another time Paul got to talking about over there, you know, don't let nobody else bother me because I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. All that the Apostle Paul went through, he just wanted to win Christ. Let me ask you tonight, are we willing to suffer for him? You know, a lot of people think we're going to have to die for him, but really what the Lord is wanting us to do is just live for him. That's it. Christ is not asking you to... I, I guess if it come to it, we ought to, I know we should be willing to do that according to the book of little John over there. I know we should be willing to give our life and that for the cause of Christ. But in this day and time that we're living, He's not asking us to give our life. He's telling us to live for Him. To take up His cross and follow Him and live for Him. What dying to this world. Number three what comes in the cross 
is salvation. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. You realize when Jesus went to Calvary, you realize when he went to Calvary, salvation was made for me and you. It was at Calvary. It was at Calvary. It was at the cross where Jesus died for us so that we could be saved. He made a way to God. He made a way to God at Calvary. What was it? And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. By Him, I say, whether they be things in heaven or, or things in earth or things in heaven. I know that's why the Apostle Paul preached Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What was it? For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul preached the cross. Why? In the cross is salvation. Well, we get to sing that. We get to sing. You know, if you if you ever read page, have you ever just sat down and thought about what we were singing on on page three hundred five, the old rugged cross? You ever thought about that? Yeah, that that whole that whole song, and most songs do this. Uh, uh, tell tell a story. You realize that, don't you? I mean, from verse one down to verse four, it it just uh, tells a story. And, and, and it, it, it talks about from, from getting, from, from on, on a hill far away to no rugged cross, the emblem of what? Suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. And then it says, oh, that the old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me for the dear Lamb of God left His glory above to bear it at dark Calvary. Told what Jesus left heaven and went to do. In the old ragged cross stained with blood so divine, a wondrous beauty I see. For twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. See now, now we talk about what he done. We talk about how what the cross was and what he done, but then what he done for us. And then he said, To the old ragged cross I'll ever be true. It's shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away. For His glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross. You know at Calvary, at the cross, at the cross is salvation. It's salvation. You know when, when you gave up yourself, when you gave up yourself and came to Jesus, you found salvation. And let me tell you tonight, in, in the cross for us, you, you had to come to the cross to be saved. We sing, I think by the Marvin, I heard him playing it this morning at one point on the piano. Uh, uh, kneel at the cross. Christ will meet you there. That's where you had to get to. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But just as the Apostle Paul preached the cross, that's what we're to do. We're to give out that plan of salvation. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what we're to tell. If we're going to bear the cross and go in the cross, we ought to tell folk what happened at the cross. Living in the shadow of the cross. I'm so glad of that tonight. I hope you understand and live in the cross. Let's bow our heads tonight.